Ahoy, ahoy, get on board the Viking ship. It is Purple Mafia. It is time for episode number 10 of Purple Mafia. Today is Thursday, the 28th of August in the year of our Lord, 2008, and we are ready to rock and roll as the Vikings just lost to the Dallas Cowboys 16-10, to and, uh, well, they finished the preseason 1-3. and Now, first of all, we are available on thesportstuff.com along with iTunes and other RSS feeds, thanks to our executive producer, Dylan Richardson of thesportstuff.com, or TSS, that's what we like to call it. Um, now, first of all, we encourage you to sign up for our message boards on TSS. Simply go to the website, thesportstuff.com, click on the button in the upper right-hand corner where it says TSS boards. Simply click on that, and you will be prompted to sign up. And please do, as it is 100% free and 100% fun, where you can interact with us podcasters and over 200 members where we are quickly growing as their members are flocking in of late, and that is very, very exciting for us all. And I want to continue to ask all of you iTunes listeners out there and possibly from other websites, hop on board as it is a you know wonderful place to come, listen to podcasts, and interact with us on the message boards. And maybe, just maybe, you, yes, you could be a podcaster on this site as well should you have the desire and the talent to become one. Now, first of all, I want to address something very quickly before I actually get into the next segment and the Viking game itself. Now, very first before that, uh, well, the show today is going to be about the game and about, um, you know, some of the uh, the roster spot issues. So going to be a lot of fun stuff to talk about today, as it was a, the kind of game where I pretty much had to watch the entire thing just to see what's going to happen, who's going to, you know, I mean, obviously you're going to watch the entire game anyway, but I mean play by play by play, just to see what's going on to evaluate the players. But before I get into all that, real quick, now there have been some negative posts on iTunes of late, not that many, as the majority of the posts for Purple Mafia have been positive, and I appreciate that very much. Thank you very much to all of you especially the new ones of late that have popped up. But the negative ones, well, you know what? It's okay to write a negative post because, you know, I mean, it's your opinion. I might not like it, but you know what? It's your opinion, and uh, we all deserve criticism some way, somewhere in life, right? But here's the thing. You need to at least be accurate in your criticism because uh, I've had, I believe, two different posters say that I pretty much read the box score the entire game. That is 100% inaccurate. To me, that tells me you only listen to a small part of the show. And by the way, when you are going to review a game, stats are going to be brought up. Like say today, Maurice Hicks, eight rushes for 25 yards and a touchdown. Oh, I'm so sorry to have read that. I guess nobody would have ever said that, huh? You just got to like, what, what, what do you want for that? No, I'm, I'm just going to try to tell you. If you're going to post a negative comment, be accurate as uh, the only part of the game, I mean, there there's a very small part of the podcast that is where stats were read, oh, about 10 minutes of it, and it wasn't just stat, 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 stat. You know, there was evaluation in between. So uh, you're hearing what you want to hear, and um, that's too bad that you're going to have to think that way. But, hey, 
just thought I'd clarify that for all of you out there that maybe are new to the show and uh, are hoping that I'm not going to sit here and read stats all day like say a seat like a you know a division head in your you know at, at your job say if you work at a bank or something reading numbers all day no 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 do not listen to those people ignore them come on and listen to the show for yourself and listen to the entire thing don't just judge it on one little segment thank you and we will return shortly what's up listeners this is farzine i am the host of the chief's end zone show Right here on thesportsstuff.com where we cover the Kansas City Chiefs, give our opinions, and go deep inside with the Kansas City Chiefs right here only on thesportsstuff.com. We encourage you Chiefs fans, you loud Chiefs fans out there to get on the show, voice your opinions, get on our boards, and talk with us. All listeners, including Bronco fans, are allowed in our show. So be sure you check out the Chiefs End Zone Show right here on the sportsstuff.com with me, your host, Farzine. And we are back here on Purple Mafia. It is time to get going into episode number 10. Let's talk some football. Are you ready for some football? Well, I sure the heck am. As uh, Well, the good news is, folks, the preseason is over. It is after this, the games count. It is time for some real football, finally. But, but the one cool part about preseason football is you get to evaluate players. You get to evaluate youngsters that you might not get to see very often right off the bat. Oh, like Latroy Guyon. Uh, you know, a guy like Brandon Summerall, who I think is a real cool sleeper. Um, my goodness gracious, did Benny Sapp play some good football today? Oh my god. And maybe a veteran like Michael Bolware. You get to see if he's gonna start playing some better football or is he gonna get cut again? You know, as he was from the Seattle Sea Chickens. Um, you get to see Brian Robinson come back from his, uh, yeah, some interesting stuff. Now anyhow, let's get right into the game here. The Vikings, of course, did lose 16 to 10. The Cowboys, now, what I didn't like, first of all, guess what, folks? Guess what? The rushing defense as a whole has been bothering me the entire preseason. The entire preseason. Uh, heard of the Dallas Cowboys made a 35-yard run. It was embarrassing. It really was. I, I mean, what is going on, man? I Come on. Um, now, I'm not going to be overly concerned going in, as I understand some of these guys are backups. I mean, most of the players that played today are backups. But even when the starters played, the guys went right through, like, say, that uh, Rice of Baltimore a couple of weeks back, uh, Mendenhall, Mendenhall, excuse me, uh, schooled us last week, other than until he fumbled twice, but whatever. The fact that he's able to get through <laughs> is not good. No, it's just not. But uh, first of all, real quick, uh, John David Booty, you know, that's probably the guy, uh, you know, a lot of us are really going to be watching today as he gets his first start ever in his life. Uh, preseason game, but they wanted to play their third and fourth string quarterbacks today. And, uh, well, folks, the first pass of the game from John David Brody was an interception. An interception, folks. He just kind of double-pumped the ball and threw it right into the Dallas Cowboys' arms. Great. That was pretty demoralizing stuff. However, I was pretty impressed with his third drive, taking the Vikings a distance. Nice screen passing by Booty, 
And uh, it was it was a lot of fun to watch, you know, including a near touchdown pass to Garrett Mills. Oh, he was so close, but he just didn't quite get stay in. But I put the Vikings in position, and, uh, well, Booty showed some poise in this game, folks. As there were Dallas Cowboys linemen flying at him, and he stayed poised. He actually had a look in his eyes today like a, like a quarterback. He looked determined. He looked poised. He looked ready to go. He looked ready to go, folks, today. And it's about time John David Booty started looking like a quarterback. Um, yeah, that, that's a good sign. And to me, I think he is going to be the third-string quarterback for sure now. Now, there was always talk about how, yeah, they traded up in the fifth round, the Vikings, that is, traded up in the fifth round to get John David Booty. And, and you know, they, they, they did that for a reason, right? And that Brooks Bollinger pretty much is all but cut, you know, because they're not going to keep four quarterbacks. It's just very unlikely. And, uh, yeah, to me today, John David Booty is going to be the third-string quarterback. Is that, yeah, 53%, 93 yards, that interception. Didn't throw a touchdown pass, but he looked pretty solid. Uh, Brooks Bollinger in the second half, he was only 6 of 18 for 62 yards. So, yeah, he only completed a third of his passes, a third. So, um this is no disrespect to Brooks Bollinger. I do think he will wind up on another team in the National Football League, as Dennis Green would say. Um, I do see him winding up in a, on another team. Hey, maybe he goes back to the Jets. Yeah, no, he won't go back there. But I can't think of anybody off the top of my head right now. Uh, maybe the Falcons, somebody like that. Uh, Detroit, mm-hmm, somebody like that. That could use uh, some type of backup um because Detroit, yeah, Detroit, uh, they could use a little something backing up uh, their 50 yard, their 50 touchdown guy, John Kitna. Yeah, he got, he came so close to 50 touchdowns last year that he didn't throw 20. Oh, oops. Sorry about that. Just thought I'd uh, rub that in there just a little bit. Um, overall, I am not too excited with Maurice Hicks running part, you know, the running part of his game, but he did make a couple nice catches on the screen passes. And uh, thankfully, well, at least you can give him the ball on the goal line, I guess. As uh, he did get in, he did get in on the goal line. He got the touchdown, so not too bad. Uh, overall, rushing for what twenty? Yeah, as I said, twenty-five yards and eight rushes, good for a three-point-one uh, average. Eh, you know, he's to me, he's not a really good runner. He's just not, at least not right now. I I just don't see it. I just don't at all. Um, also, the next topic, all indications are that Charles Gordon has won the Nickelback spot, uh, and he he has, as Charles Gordon was pretty much taken out of the game right away, indicating, well, he's a starter, he's not going to be, uh, he is not going to be a backup. Um, but Benny Sapp was incredible today, Benny Sapp was incredible, he was so involved, I mean, he had eight tackles in the first half, eight that is nuts. And, uh, well, I guess that's what he wound up with anyway. Uh, he had one assist to go along with that, and he deflected a pass. Not bad at all. I was, I mean, Benny Sapp was everywhere, man. He was everywhere. I mean, <laughs> it's not like he's playing for a spot, but, boy, this guy shows, yeah, we got some pretty nice depth in the secondary. I'm very, very happy with that. Um the only time I was, you know, the only thing about Benny Sapp in this game that wasn't so great, uh, he looked bad on the, that TD run by the right choice. Oh, I mean, Tashard Choice of the Dallas Cowboys. That's a pretty funny name, Tashard Choice. Uh, 
choice. Yeah, only rushed the ball six times, 21 yards. You know, but he got that 11-yard touchdown. And, yeah, he made Benny Sapp look pretty silly on that play. Um, the rushing defense wasn't that bad, I guess, in this game. But that, that herd play, herd, H-U-R-D, not so great. Um, you know, I mean, I'll be forgiving, I guess, on it. Uh, the number's really not overall that spectacular, but there were some plays that could annoy you. I mean, definitely. Uh, Felix Jones getting through pretty easy on one play, but, and of course, choice, and yeah. But, uh, they settled down a little bit. Uh, you know, it's not like the scariest thing ever right now, but I wasn't too excited either. Now, other than that, well, Brandon Summerall, a guy I really like a lot. I mean, I really do, as he constantly has been. He's been on plays a lot this this entire preseason. Not really getting many tackles, but he deflect. He he gets. He's involved on a lot of plays, a lot of deflected passes and just non catches. You know, he's made some nice coverage. Overall, he's been very good on special teams as well. But unfortunately, it doesn't look like he's going to make the roster. It just doesn't because there there is too much depth. In the, uh, in the secondary right now with guys like Sapp, McCauley, and, uh, you know, Frampton. Just so many guys right now. Uh, McCann's probably not going to make it. Um, you know, obviously Charles Gordon, that's a guarantee. Uh, you know, of course, uh, Tyrell Johnson, who also did not play in this game along with Sharper. Those two guys did not play. They're the starting safeties right now. And, uh, you know, and you can't forget about, uh, Madhu Williams, not Matteo, Madhu Williams, uh, one of the weirdest names I've ever seen. But uh, <laughs> that guy's a really nice football player, yet he's going to be out for an extended period of time, unfortunately. But that's just how it goes, obviously. You probably figured that by now. Uh, <laughs> Chris Cluey, he might be the best punter in the league, man. He really might, because not only can he boot that, can he boot the ball real far I mean, yeah, his average today was 44.9, but that's not the important part. The fact that he was able to keep it in the 23 times is phenomenal. And and the way he goes about it, I mean, he's got a backspin on that ball. That is so awesome. Because, I mean, I, I personally don't know how people are able to really do that, but he sure the heck knows how to. He punted nine times, by the way, because the Vikings only amassing ten points again. But whatever. What do you, what do you expect, right? I'm almost surprised he scored ten with the two quarterbacks that were in today. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he is unbelievable at getting the ball, at, not only in the 20, but in the 10. Uh, it is some nice stuff. He, he, he's, I mean, he's had the ball down to, like, the four, the two, and one, and stuff like that. Just He is a great punter. I'm very happy we signed him to a five-year deal. Just thrilled. I even said he has the best job in the league last year when I was making fun of the Vikings offense. But, uh, you know, what, whatever it is, if the Vikings offense is good or bad, great to have this guy. You know, special teams are so important. as uh, He's been pinning teams back really well. And when you got a defense like the Vikings right now, great to see. Great to see indeed. Um, the aforementioned Michael Bolware. He's been, des- you know, he's desperately trying to make a spot on the team, but he's a very possible cut depending on how things go. He looked good in the game, but it's hard to say if he snuck under the final roster. As uh, I don't know, I really don't know. It does. It just. I don't think he's gonna crack it. I things can happen. Yeah, it's it's possible. He's he's still a capable guy, but is he gonna make it? I I don't know. I really don't know. That's gonna be a tough decision for these guys to make. 
Uh, obviously, Benny Sapp, that guy is so totally going to make it. It's not even funny. Uh, thank you again, Farzine, for not only Jared Allen, as that is the big one from the Chiefs, but Benny Sapp as well. Thank you, Farzine, for that. <laughs> That's the guy you heard earlier, Chiefs End Zone Show. He rocks. Um, well, now for the little the, the sacks. The sacks, I always think that's important, obviously. Latroy Guyon, he did it again. He did it again. Got another sack. And Otis Grigsby got another sack. Another sack for Otis Grigsby. He has had a wonderful preseason, and I'm very happy with him. He obviously is on the final roster. He will make it for sure. They're saying Guyon is going to force the Vikings to keep nine defensive linemen because he is not going to get cut. He is not going anywhere. Uh, Fifth-round pick. Showing some some promise. You got to keep him. He is a big, strong dude. Uh, obviously, uh, limited playing time in college. They only started 12 games, but <laughs> remember the 12 and a half sacks. Yeah, that's pretty good stuff. 12 and a half sacks last year. Um, you know, the 12 and a half games were his whole college career. But yeah, he was kind of a starter backup type of guy. 12 and a half sacks. So this guy's gonna rack up some sacks. Uh, David Heron also picking up one. So those are your three sacks for the Vikings. Dallas Cowboys got, uh, well, right now, it doesn't look like the Cowboys got any yet. Uh, it says that <laughs> that Bollinger was sacked twice, so that number not showing up. So, uh-oh, I'm so sorry. I'm looking at the box score, guys. I'm sorry about that. Sorry, but, uh, yeah, you got to have something on here. I can't remember every little bit and piece of the game, right? You know, you got to look at the numbers somewhere. Uh, Bartell played the entire game, the Dallas Cowboys backup quarterback or whatever he is. I didn't even know. Yeah, he's the third-string quarterback. He looked pretty good, actually. No turnovers, sacked three times, of course, as mentioned. No touchdowns either, 233 yards for 70% passing. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good third-string guy. Not bad at all. Definitely outperformed Booty and Bollinger, definitely. Um, you know, obviously helped the Cowboys win the ball game, and that is very important. Uh Albert Young. Albert Young started the preseason with a bang, but his play declined game by game, but made a solid showing today, including a 32-yard gain where he broke multiple tackles on a cutback run. That was a sweet-looking play. As it looked like this guy was ready to be dead and gone, he might make things quite interesting now. Because uh, for the in 14 rushes, led the team in rushing 68 yards. Albert Young might make things quite interesting indeed. Or oh, the 4.9 average. Tahi, uh, he is probably going to make the team. He's a bubble guy, but probably going to make it because he's he's a nice fullback. Yeah, he only you know he only got one rush, but that's not really his job as much as blocking. And he does a really good job out there. Nice backup. Gotta like him a lot. Um, right now. Albert Young, though, unfortunately, he's not ready to be as good a special teams guy as Maurice Hicks, making it difficult for him to claim a spot unless Hicks is hurt. So that's a scary thing right now for Albert Young. It's it's going to be t- tough. Uh, Hicks limped off the field today. Uh, unknown right now, the severity of the injury or what even got hurt, I'm not really sure right now. We're just going to have to see. Uh, that may be Albert Young's uh, fate right there is that – Injury or lack thereof, we shall see. Now, another guy who's kind of a bubble bit, or at least was, well, you know, J.M.R. Johnson, number 11? I think, yeah, it looks like he has won the punt returner job by default because no one else is worthy of being the guy. Nobody. Andre Allison's catch at the four out of bounds was embarrassing. And he didn't, he, he, ah, excuse me. 
and he didn't return to his role. I mean, it's just, he didn't return to this role at all. Excuse me, I can't even talk. <laughs> he didn't, you know, they never put him back at the as the kick returner in this game, as he was just, uh, he was just terrible as a punt returner, I thought. Uh, last year, he he looked okay last season, but overall his stats in the preseason as a uh, returner, not so great, actually. I thought he was going to have a shot, but it never happened. Jamar Johnson looks okay. I'm not, like, you know, blown away by him. Uh, in three kick returns, Jamar Johnson averaged, or kick punt returns, I guess it's both, 22.3, not bad. Uh, Darius Raynaud, though, on one kick return, 34 returns. So that's good. That's the good part. Um, but I'm not sure what's going to happen with Darius Raynaud as they pretty much left Johnson in there. So uh, overall, hard to say right now. Um, that's just a bit with him. Martin Nance, another guy. This guy's really very much on the bubble right now. He looks solid again as he had, uh, you know, it wasn't spectacular, but, you know, he got the ball twice, caught, you know, two thir- 31 yards, whatever. And um, But with Robert Ferguson's solid all-around play and Jamar Johnson being the punt returner, he's probably the odd man out, and that's unfortunate, as they say he uh, is probably not going to have another shot at the uh, practice squad, as he had been on it t- for two years, Buffalo Bills and then here, but now, well, Hard to say right now with Martin Nance. Hard to say. Anything can happen. Maybe they didn't like Jamar Johnson. They're going to dump him. Uh, Darius Raynaud, who knows, doesn't really seem to be getting any catches. Looks like Raynaud is only a uh, special teams guy at this point in time. And Jamar Johnson, well, he caught one pass for 17 yards. Wahoo. You know, that was a Brooks-Bollinger play late in the game. Um, Andre Ellison, same bit, only one catch. Jeff Dugan probably, quite possibly, odd man out when it comes to the tight end fullback bit. As uh, Yeah, it's probably between him and Tahi, that final, final spot. It's got to be at this point. As, uh, you know, certain guys are going to be there for sure. Other guys just aren't going to make it right now. Uh, Garrett Mills for sure going to be a tight end. Shanko going to make it just because. <laughs> oh, goody. Um, you know, obviously Thomas to pay the starter. So really the final bit is the backup fullback. Is it Tahi? Is it Dugan? Well, probably Tahi, guys. Probably. Because Dugan is more of a tight end than a fullback. And, uh, yeah, I don't see it happening. It's going to be Tahi to me. So, yeah, Dugan had been here for a while. But I think it's time, his time is up here. It's got to be. But just by default, that's the way it's going right now. Um, final bit here real quick. Brian Robinson. He returned from a nasty varicose vein. That is a really nasty bit. They had to clean that out. Uh, he came in with tons of energy today, guys. Tons of energy. He looks really, really good. Really good. He is adding depth to a pass rush that was starting to get thin with Jamie Mitchell being out for the year. But uh, overall, the defensive line, extremely deep. But the defensive end position, not the deepest. Um, <laughs> it just ain't that many guys at defensive end. You got, uh, obviously, you have Jared Allen, who's ex- excellent. Ray Edwards is decent. After that, you know, it's Brian Robinson, right? Or Rob Bisson is the uh, next best guy, I would say, at this point in time. Uh, Grigsby's a tackle. Guyon's a tackle, blah, blah, blah. So that's your bit right now. Rufus Alexander, very good today. Fred Evans, another defensive tackle who's, you know, was a backup, whatever. Man, does he look good. 
I really like Fred Evans a lot. Vinny Churchu was everywhere today. Uh, Aaron Henderson is going to make the team. Aaron Henderson is going to make it. There's no doubt about it to me anymore. He is a wonderful player. Uh, Jay Lehman, no, not looking good for him. Not looking good for Lehman right now. Um, we're going to have to see what happens there. Uh, he's probably not going to make it. There's too many good linebackers ahead of him. Namely, uh, Aaron Henderson's the guy who's probably going to cost him his job. His church is not going anywhere. Rufus Alexander not going anywhere. Um, with that, uh, that's pretty much where I see things right now. With the bit, was a fun football game in terms of it's a lot of fun watching and evaluating young guys. Uh, it really is. It is a lot of fun. I enjoyed it despite the fact the brand of football was not so hot. But it, it's fun to play a little GM, you know, and be, a, you know, that's part of being a host of a show, right? But with that, we're going to get into a poll results next, poll results, and we're going to announce our new poll. We'll be back after this. Here on the sportstuff.com, we're bursting in blue with Timberwolves Explosion. Timberwolves fans, your show has arrived at last as we bring in a new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, and Mike Miller. We're available on the sportstuff.com and also available on iTunes. Download and listen to in-depth and detailed coverage of your favorite team. Show your true blue and join this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. Here on the sportstuff.com, we're toughing up on Brave the Wild with Paladino. Join me, Paladino, as we brave the Minnesota Wild Hockey Club on our way to the playoffs. We're available on the sportstuff.com and iTunes. The boogeyman, Derek Bugard, says you'd better listen or he just might drop the gloves. Call up your courage and brave the wild with your buddy, Paladino Joey. Purple Mafia, as that was a little bit bigger break with uh, two commercials. That is both of my other podcasts. I figured do the show that way this week. Uh, Timberwolves Explosion and Brave the Wild. Timberwolves fans and Wild fans, do check out those two podcasts. They are more than worth it. Timberwolves Explosion, Brave the Wild, check them out. I know there's some fans, Viking fans listening right now that like those teams as well. Check them out. You'll enjoy them very, very much. As now, it is time to move into our final segment, as uh, this has been a blast doing this show, as always. Now, the poll for the last show, uh, which only went up a couple of days ago, but, hey, you know, <laughs> schedules are schedules, and uh, I'm glad to get this game in right away, as I'm, it's the better way to do it. It's fresh on your mind and all that good stuff. Now, the poll last week, or last week, last show which offensive player other than adrian peterson intrigues you the most going into 2008 there were five choices tavares jackson bernard barian chester taylor sydney rice or andre allison andre allison i'm beginning to wonder why i put him in there uh i like him a lot but yeah i think i don't know i guess that's just one of those that's just the way it goes huh uh 
first and foremost, I voted for, uh, are, are you ready for a surprise, Hoach? Are you ready for a big, big shock? Sydney Rice. Yeah, I really like Sydney Rice, <laughs> as you may have figured out by now via YouTube or Purple Mafia. Uh, I am infatuated with this guy's game. He is phenomenal. Uh, he is going to be phenomenal. Um, he won. Sydney Rice won this poll. He got 50% of the votes, ladies and gentlemen. So good choice, good choice. I'm happy I was one of them. Chester Taylor, 33%. Uh, Tavares Jackson, 16%. Um, and Bernard Burian and Andre Ellison, well, you guys, doesn't look like you like uh, the other receivers too much right now. A lot of people seem to like Sidney Rice more than Bernard Burian. Um, you know, Bernard Burian was my second choice out of this group because I think he's going to be the bomb. I really do. But uh, Sidney Rice is young and on the rise. Bernard Burian is, what, maybe a year or two younger than myself, so it's not like he's a rookie or anything, <laughs> you know. Uh, Chester Taylor, nice, but to me he's not, you know, like, oh, my God, wow. Unless, of course, maybe if Peterson gets hurt, he'll have a big game like he did against the uh, crappy San Francisco 49ers last year. Um, but, yeah, Sidney Rice winning this poll, deservedly so in my humble opinion. And now our uh, comments, as you guys are going to get on the air now. Mavs fan Darren, his pick was Sidney Rice, his comment. I thought that this guy looked as good, looked good as a rookie. Can't wait to see what he will do with some experience under his belt. Oh, I agree 100%. I cannot wait. Um, you got to think, he, well, he appears to have bulked up a bit, too. Uh, timing is going to only be better, all that good stuff. Yeah, Sidney Rice is going to rock. Oh, yeah. And by the way, Tavares Jackson looks a lot better. That's going to help so much. Puppet Master, great to hear from you again. He's a future host of Motown Madness, the Detroit Pistons show. Looking forward to that. I will definitely be listening to that. Uh, Chauncey Billups, baby. But anyhow, his choice, Chester Taylor. And uh, that makes sense from a Pistons fan. They like to be rough and tough, and Chester Taylor is more of a rough and tough type of guy, not all, not as flashy. Uh, his comment, it is always worth watching how a guy with that much talent acts being the second running back. I Yeah, I agree with the comment. Uh, I'm more excited about Sidney Rice, but very good point, Puppet Master. He is... Uh, Chester Taylor is a professional. He does his job very well. He could get 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns a year, I think, Chester Taylor. Um, it's just that, unfortunately, you have the number one or number two running back on the planet on your team, so that's just the way it's going to have to be. Uh, we thought that's what was going to happen in uh, New Orleans with Reggie Bush and Deuce McAllister. Uh Neither one of those. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, Reggie Bush hasn't had 1,000 yards on the ground yet, and Deuce McAllister had a devastating injury last year so yeah huh. anyhow kind of tough to compare that situation when we thought that was going to be a great running game probably the best in the planet but to know anymore um dylan richardson is responding to mavs fan his comment so he basically he agrees with Sidney rice his comments same here i want to see what he can really do oh yeah dylan love it of course dylan richardson the executive producer of tss he is the main man the creator and, uh, yeah, we're great to have him uh, posting on this show. Thank you, Dylan, very much. SJ Steelers fan, also known as Chris Porter, a guy who does a good job. Uh, he's done shows. I'm not sure if he's doing them right now. But, uh, yeah, his comment, Chester Taylor, I'd also say – what does that say? Oh, sorry. Chester Taylor, I'd also say never know if 
KP can make it all year. Knock on wood. So like this. Knock on wood. Got him in a few fantasy teams. Nice backup to have, though, in case. Yes, I agree. Chester Taylor is a phenomenal backup to have if something happens to AP. Because, yeah, you, you you don't know. Chester, uh, excuse me, um, Adrian Peterson has had injuries on a yearly basis, dating back all the way back into his college, you know, the early college days, up to his professional season. He has missed time every year. And when you have a guy like Chester Taylor who can fill in for you when you're out, that is a pretty nice situation. Vikings are so fortunate to have a professional like Chester Taylor, who not only is a professional, but a very talented individual. Um, almost like a poor man's priest Holmes, Chester Taylor. And, yeah, I did say that. And, no, I'm not going to say he's going to have 2,000 yards and, like, 25 touchdowns. No. I said he's a poor man's priest Holmes. Now that we got that out of the way, Mavs fan responding to Chris Porter, his comment, Chester is not really a backup. If you look at Minnesota's running back system, you will notice that the carries are split between the two, unless AP cannot, cannot get going, not to mention the two guys are completely different runners and fun to watch no matter what situation. There were times last season when I couldn't tell which running back was in. Remember, Chester Taylor would be starting a lot of places. Uh, definitely agree with the final comment there. Yeah, Chester Taylor would be starting in a lot of places. He'd be starting in Detroit, that's for dang sure. Uh, in Dallas, nah, nah. He'd be platooning in Dallas with Marion Barber. They're both kind of similar there. Yeah. Chicago, yeah, I think Chester Taylor would be starting all right. He'd probably get 1,500 yards there because they'd give him the ball too much. <laughs> but, uh, oh, and by, uh, yeah. Um, Chester's not really a backup. By default, he kind of is being forced to be one, as obviously he didn't get to show his true potential last year, and statistically he had about, what, 890 yards last year, so that's the way that goes. Oh, and by the way, speaking of Chicago, for some of you people out there, some of you haters out there, who said Kyle Orton was going to be the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears long before he was chosen? Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Anyhow, now I don't mean to stop from out, but just thought I'd throw that in there. Yeah, um... Got to go with the safe guy rather than the nutcase in uh, Rex Grossman. Now, it is post time. Now, it is time to get into the next poll, next week's poll or whatever it's going to be. <laughs> well, yeah, it'll be next week as that will be a preview and all that good stuff. The comment is, which long shot slash bubble guy deserves to crack the roster somehow? The six choices are Brandon Sumrall, Albert Young, Martin Nance, David Heron, Hussein Abdullah, or Darius Reynaud. Now, this, of course, is a way for you to get involved with the show and to get involved on TSS. So, again, you iTunes listeners or people from, say, dig.com or whatever that are listening that are not members of the sportsstuff.com, please sign up. Again, sign up, upper right-hand corner of the website, the front page, the sportsstuff.com, TSS boards, sign up. That way you can get on here and vote and Get involved, which is the slogan on this show. Uh, my personal choice, Brandon Summerall. I love him. Uh, hopefully, somehow, someway, he can find a way to the uh, the practice squad. As uh, well, there's eight spots available for the practice squad. I hope they somehow can get him there without, say, losing him via waivers. I want him here. I think he's got a chance to be a solid player, at least a, a nice backup in the coming years. Is, uh, he probably will not make the 53-man roster, as mentioned. We shall see what happens. Um, 
My second choice, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Albert Young or Martin Nance, I guess. Albert Young is a nice sleeper, too. Maybe he'll make the crap, ah, crap, the practice squad. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, again, I want to thank each and every one of you for listening. This has been an absolute blast. And I hope this show was uh, <laughs> satisfactory for you. As um, I'm looking to get better and better and better as the year goes on. And we will be back. Uh, episode number 11 will be a preview of the Dallas Cowboys game, but also more player evaluation, as by that point we will have a 53-man roster, and we'll, we'll talk about the cuts that took place and uh, the depth chart and all that good stuff. It'll be a lot of fun. And uh, I don't know why I just said the Dallas Cowboys preview. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm confused with tonight's game. The Green Bay Packers review. The Green Bay Packers review, that is, or preview, that is going to be a blast. A really fun game that we've all been waiting for. No more Brett Favre. It'll be Aaron Rodgers' time. But with that, we're going to conclude the episode number 10, the milestone number 10. So that's a, well, we've gotten to that point now. We're 10 shows in. And uh, let's have thousands more. I want to wish all of you. A good week or whatever it is, five days <laughs> until the next show. Take care. We'll talk to you soon.